Hello and welcome to this episode of Navigating the Waters, where I have the pleasure of being joined again by our host, CEO and founder of River VC and of Navigating the Waters, Stephanie McKinney. Stephanie, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm really good, thank you. I'm really good. I think you can't help but be cheerful when the sun's out, can you? Yes, but the heat is killer. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yeah. As as somebody in in Britain who, you know, we don't, we're not equipped. Well, we're not equipped for any weather, to be fair, (laughs) Stephanie. It's why the British complain so much. It's like we have a little bit of sun, the country comes to a halt. We have a little bit of rain, the country comes to a halt. A bit of snow, you know, (laughs) but we're like man down if anything is outside of the ordinary, which for a country with such changeable weather means that we're pretty much always out of control (laughs) yes that is true here where i'm at it is 90 but it feels like when you step outside it feels like you just went into a sauna it's so Um, it's just atrocious but oh it's it's that bit isn't it where where you like pray for a breeze (laughs) yes and then when you're in it you're like no i'm not moving i don't care how we were doing the school run last week as before the kids broke up and me and my friend walked up and we'd just gone up in t-shirts and it was actually beyond slightly breezy it was it, it was getting quite cold but neither one of us was going to give up because we we're like we've been that hot do you know what we're just going to take it we're going to hope it brings our body temperature down enough to cope for the next week exactly <laughs> yes <laughs> hopefully the weather impo- improves i see a longer summer than I expected but it's nice you get outside you get to do some stuff and then run back into the AC. Yes, uh, something that sadly in Britain we don't have. We do have a lot of fans that just move the warm air around. But even, do you know what, I'm so grateful for it. I don't care. I'm, you get that momentary piece where you can convince yourself yeah. it's like, cool, really. Yeah, you follow the fan with <laughs> when it keeps rotating. <laughs> I don't notice the other day, you know, a bit like when you've had a baby and, and then you're not holding them anymore and you find yourself, you're still rocking because you've got so used to the motion. I realised the other day we've got so used to following the fan that I was stood talking to somebody I was rocking and I was like, can I have a word with yourself? Your child's five and you've like, just not been near a fan for like 10 minutes, but you're still doing that. This is the motion. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to get any breeze. I hear that. absolutely so today's episode I'm really excited about and because we know the importance of relationships in life uh, and in business and that carries true also doesn't it to investors and potential investors and I know that today you're going to share with us some of your top tips on how to build those lasting sustainable relationships with potential investors through to hopefully becoming your investors so Uh, I'm dead excited. So let's get started. Yes, I think it is very important to not only kindle and grow your relationship, but a lot of people don't know where to look. So there are many websites that you can put your your product, your company out there. Like Crunchbase is a good one where you can put the the bones of your company and, and showcase that. And then people will react to it or say, hey, I like your product, want to talk. And then Following up with them is a huge part. It's emailing them, hey, I saw you on Crunchbase or whatever XYZ website that I'm on. I would love to connect with a meeting. And then in that meeting, I think being transparent is one of the most important things that you can be when you're presenting yourself and your company. 
being honest with how your failures, with your success, being able to be open and say, hey, this is what we need help with. We need, um, this is how we're doing. This is what we're doing. Um, maybe not in the first meeting, but once you get to know that person a lot well and then talking to them through your company. I love that because you're really trying to engage them and involve them in your story, aren't you? I mean, you've, you've talked a lot over these shows and over your blogs about the importance of the story of, uh, because what I'd be right in saying, what we're really trying to do with a potential investor and investor is get them to see how they could play a part in that story, the character that they would be and how they foresee bringing that character to life. So the more we can, I guess, talk to them like that, get them to picture themselves in there, the easier it is for them to picture themselves in there um, and then make those steps. Would that be fair? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you're you're building the character and in a book or in a movie, you do the, the background and, and the storyline. You tell them what you're doing. You show them your company and then seeing how they fit and if they're a good fit, if your values line up, if you believe in what they're doing as well, because they may say, oh, well, we believe in this eco-friendly, but we're also in the oil business, making sure that you do your due diligence on the partner on the potential investor is going to be crucial because that's going to represent your relationship in the future where, where they transparent, where they upfront and telling you what they were doing. And is that a good fit for both of you? I love that. That's such great advice because often when, you know, when I talk to people, they're, they're very much prepared for what they're going to say, what they want, but they haven't done very much if any research on the other person and we know one of the most important ways to build a relationship is to be interested um in their story in what they do in what they bring because if not it may come across like all you really want is a check and that's not going to be a great place to start is it right exactly it's not a good place to start so being transparent is what i think one of the, the crucial um, factors in a growing relationship is, is is having that honesty, having that communication with your investors, doing your own due diligence on them to make sure that they're going to be not only an investor, but invested in your company. That is a great point because you want them to be invested, don't you? You want them to want it to be a success. And I know when they give you their money, they do want it to be a success. But if they're invested in it, they're invested in helping you be the best, in opening those doors, in um, finding you the skills and support to augment the areas where maybe you haven't got them in the abundance that you need. Because, you know, for, for many, well, for most of us um, as business owners, we, we don't come equipped with every single skill that's needed. You know, we've got something that we're really, really good at. Um, and that's what we set our business up for. That's what we're passionate about. And then we either have to learn these other things or we have to find people that know how to do those, that are willing to come and be part of the team that are going to show us the way. Um, and I guess if we get comfortable understanding that, being clear on what that is and having the confidence to say, here's where I'm really good, here's where I shine, but here's the area where actually I could do with some support because it's not one of my key skills exactly and and having that confidence to ask for help like you said is important and knowing where your strengths lie knowing where you may need a little bit more help and being humble about it and saying i understand that 
this is my area, but marketing isn't. Do you have anyone that can help with marketing? And knowing your strengths and weaknesses, your company's strengths and weaknesses, and how that partnership can help grow that company and build that armor around your company so it is bulletproof. I love that. That's It's such a great point because actually one of the things that we struggle with the most is having the confidence to admit that we're not great at everything. And yet no one expects us to be great at everything. But everybody knows that nobody is perfect. We are all perfectly imperfect. And actually when we can be honest about that, when we can have the confidence to say, here's where I'm good and here's where I need help, then that gives the, the investor confidence that actually One, we know where we're good and where we're not good, but two, that we're going to be open and transparent enough to come to them for help when we need it and not try and sweep things under the carpet and hope for the best that they never find out. Exactly. And this also applies, the the five key uh, components of building a relationship apply to not just your investors, but your team. When you're building your team, being open and saying, hey, I don't know coding. I need you to be you know, the head honcho on that part, and I'm going to do more of the building of the app. So having that open transparency and not being afraid to ask in any relationship that you're building that helps your community, helps your your um, company is going to help in the long run. So those were two. It was being transparent, you know, not being afraid to ask. And the other one is being a little bit persistent, having that that gusto to say, hey, I saw that you haven't answered my email. I want to make sure everything's okay. Do you still want to talk? Or is this still something that you're interested in? Or going out there and, and following that that coder again, if you want to say, hey, I, I want this app. I want to get this in front of you. What do you think is going to happen? Do you have anyone? Is this something that you're like, having that tenacity and that persistence is going to help build that relationship because they're like, oh, wow, she's emailed me a couple of times and I, I haven't looked at it. Or I've been super busy. We have our own lives and we have everything going on, juggling a hundred things at once. So having that person that just like, hey, I'm still here. And then also not being too pushy to the point where it's an email every day, but it's still, you're in their inbox, you're in their thoughts. Maybe they haven't gotten to you yet, but you're showing them that you're persistent and resilient I love that it's so true isn't it because we tell ourselves these stories you know you, you send the email and when people don't immediately respond to you go oh my god they hate it they, they think I shouldn't have asked them that you know, we, we create this massive story and then we don't get back in touch but when we have that persistence when when we take that step when we get back in touch how many times have we done that and have the person come back and go, oh, my God, thank you so much for reaching back out again. You've been on my to-do list and I, and I hadn't done it. I'm so sorry. And then you think, oh, yeah, you know, something awful's happened in their life or they've just been busy or they've you know, done something else or life's got in the way because life does. So, and all of a sudden, the story that you've told yourself has totally disappeared because it wasn't true in the first place. So I think it was, um, I think it's Tony Robbins that says one of the things that you have to do is take the uncomfortable action it's uncomfortable to do the follow-up, to do the, hey, remember me? <laughs> I haven't heard back yet. Just wanted to get it to the top of your inbox. Because we have all fallen foul, those people that do do an email a day and then chase you down through every channel known to man until you're like, please just leave me alone. It's like, oh, I don't, don't want what, what you're doing. And we, we fear of ourselves becoming like that. But I think there's a pendulum swing, isn't there, from just putting one out there and then hoping for the best 
um, and putting a hundred out there and irritating the living daylights out of people to saying, am I being persistent, but in a transparent, fair, kind and respectful way? You know, if, and I always say to people, you know, look at it the other way around. You know, when you've not responded to somebody immediately, is it because you're not interested or is it because life sometimes gets in the way? And they're like, well, life gets in the way. Like, yeah. So when they reach back out to you a second time, do you get frustrated with them or do you go, I'm really glad you reminded me because you know I've got 1,500 things in my inbox and you would have just got lost, <laughs> to be fair. So actually the fact that you've taken the time to come back to the top is appreciated. And to your point, helps me to acknowledge that you're resilient, that you've got a belief in what you're doing, that you've got the confidence to take the uncomfortable action and that you're passionate about what it is that you do because you are willing to take the uncomfortable action. So all of it creates the story I tell myself about the person that does that. Yeah, and it's telling your story and, and saying who you are and what your your company deals with and crafting your story and making it clear and concise. That is what you're doing throughout all these steps and that's another step is is telling your story because people do connect with the story they connect with you know your favorite movie has a story plot your favorite book has a story plot and that's what you connect to or if it's harry potter if it's lord of the rings it's it's that that drive that they keep having that every time they got knocked down they kept going they kept going and it's who you are what your company is doing and that's why the pitch deck is important because it's your story it's who you are. It's if you can do it in three minutes, if you can do it in 15 minutes, that passion needs to come across, that um, tenacity, that drive that you're going to change whatever field you're in needs to come across and having the courage to do it, to come out there and, and ask people, like I said, build your team on it. If you and your team have the same goal in mind and they have the same drive and they, they radiate off of your passion and off of your story, that's going to then trickle down to the investor and trickle down to everyone else who's using your app or using your product. So telling your story and keeping it consistent is a key part of it, keeping it clear, keeping it relatable. I love that. And and you're so right, getting your team in the same place and, and um, having that common purpose, you know, having that one piece that says, actually, we're expecting people to work really hard, to take risks for us, to bring their best selves to the team. And the best way of doing that is if they align with the purpose, if actually matches their purpose, their values, what they're looking to achieve, and that they feel valued, respected, and listened to as, as for their expertise, for who they are and what and what they're bringing. And I think once you, once you do that, you kind of create a movement, don't you? People want to be part of it because they feel connected to it it's no longer a job it's actually something we enjoy and that's i think what we're all trying to do is go and find the thing that lights us up but it's recognizing yeah. that what lights me up isn't going to be the same as what lights somebody else up i remember uh, you know many years ago making a real mistake with somebody that worked for me um in that we were given a really boring task to do that involved setting up an excel spreadsheet and I was like, I can't get to do this. It's really boring and it's really tedious. Um, and I'll just do it myself. Now, I did it because actually I was trying to be respectful because I respected her too much to give her this menial piece of work <laughs> that needed doing. But inadvertently in doing it myself, I'd given her the perception that I didn't think she could do it and I didn't trust her to do it 
which couldn't have been further from the truth, but it was the impact I had. Um, and when we sat down and had that conversation, I was like, I'm so sorry. I was trying to actually not give you tough work. And she was like, but I love it. She said, whereas for you, it was tedious and boring. She said, I actually really enjoy that stuff. I love the challenge of writing the formulas and working out, you know, the formatting. And, and I was like, oh, I because I don't enjoy it. I just assumed everybody thought like I did. <laughs> it was like pain of my life. It needs to be done and I'll do it. But it's not something that I enjoy. And she was a real eye-opener to me that actually one person's pain is another person's joy. And as long as we don't judge on that and just go, do you know, I love the fact I've found people that find joy in this thing that makes me want to cry <laughs> because then I can give it to you and you're going to love it. Um, and I can go over here and do this thing that brings me joy. And collectively, we're all going to be happier, healthier and more productive. And that's going to help us to achieve the business goals, isn't it? Exactly. And and you talking to her and being transparent and being open and, and having it all out on the table that would have helped you before you did the mediocre task that you thought was, you know, tedious and a headache, she would have loved it. And, and that is what you need to have with your employees, with your co-founders, with your investors. Um, you need to have that openness and that ability to share the same story and know your strengths and weaknesses in that story and be prepared, be prepared to go out there and tell it again and, and get other people on board and figure out where they fit. I remember in, um, it reminds me of a story in high school, we were given these shapes and we had to fit it in this square and we did it. It was, it was easy. It was okay. This triangle goes here, this, whatever hexagon goes there. And then we were given an additional piece and they said, okay, now figure out how to make the square. Right, but it's already done. Like it's all filled up. There's nowhere else to go. One person, not me, unfortunately, I wish I could go back and do it. One person took them all back out and then rearranged it with the other piece added into it. Because that's what you need to do with your company. You need to figure out, okay, this person has better coding, but this one's been doing it longer so they can work together on it. This person needs to do the marketing while well, this person needs to do social media because she's better. You need to figure out where your pieces lie together almost every time that you add on that person on your team. And then for your investors, you need to figure out how you can grow your square because you already have that core. You already have that value. You need to figure out how you can grow it, how you can shape it into the picture of your company that you want it to be in the future. But I thought it was a very uh, lifelong lesson that that 15 minute workshop we had in science class did. It was like, oh, need to take it out. You need to refix it with it all together. So I thought that really applied to building a relationship is how and, and growing it because there's going to be pieces later on that you're going to contribute or others are going to contribute that you need to fit together to make this picture that is your company, that is your startup. I love that. What great, what great story. And like you say, great life lesson because we, we do, we have to keep looking. You know, I talk to organizations all the time and say, you know, in my opinion, an organization is usually in one of three states. It's in either run, grow, or transform. Um, and it might not be the whole organization. It might be an area of, of the organization. But once you understand what it is, then you can look at the people that you've got and say, where do they now fit? So the type of person that can do transformation is very different to the type of person that can do run. Neither one's better. They're just different. So if you find yourself in a space where you need transformation, but the person's really good at running, look where else in your organization needs running that might have somebody that's really good at transformation and 
move the jigsaw pieces, you know, so move them around uh, the board so that you keep the square square. Um, and I think that's you know, it's a great lesson for us is to look at what is and say, is there an alternate way of rearranging these pieces to actually now make it fit for the, you know, for the new picture? Exactly. And that's why building these relationships within your company first and then adding these additional people, the investors, the angels, the VCs, adding them to make sure that they are in line with your overall picture of your company and keeping that goal in line. Sometimes it may pivot to, you know, changing the color palette or sometimes it may pivot to redoing your logo, but making sure that your goal in creating the success that you want. Fabulous. And it's so true, isn't it? It's that um, making sure that we keep evaluating, that we keep going back, that actually we do that sense check, not just ourselves, but with our teams and with our investors and with our customers. It's like constantly going back and checking our assumptions because we make assumptions all the time. And yet everybody's world's evolving. Everybody's wants and needs are changing. So unless we keep going back and checking in, we might be working on an out-of-date assumption. And that's where relationships break, isn't it? Where we start to see that that kind of chasm that comes between because we've assumed both parties are still on the same page and maybe there's a there's an alter, alternate for one of them. Yeah, and, and they're still growing and they're still adapting and maybe you don't know what's going on unless you go back and you check up and you refresh your relationships. And I mean, we do it all the time on social media. We'll go through someone's Facebook or we'll go through someone's Instagram, but we need to do that in real life. We need to make sure that they're okay. They're not just putting on that pretend Instagram face. They're doing well. They're growing. They're they're thriving. There's still belief in your dream and your vision, the candle's still lit for what you guys are trying to do. So having that, you know, the five steps of your relationship was be transparent, ask, don't be afraid to ask for help, be persistent, be able to tell your story and be prepared, but also to refresh, to continue to go back, to continue to, to build that relationship. I love that. It's so true. Somebody um, that I was interviewing this week, actually, and they used a phrase I loved all of, which was to just keep iterating. So you're not saying you're constantly changing. You said it's iterating because it's majority of it is the same, but you're just looking for that one or two millimeters that perhaps just needs to realign. Um, and if you look at it that way, it's not saying I feel like I just keep doing this again and again, but going, I keep looking at it and saying, imagine it's the most beautiful diamond in the world. And every time you look at it, you're just polishing it a little bit more because it might have got a little bit of dust on it. He said, you're looking at that point. It doesn't change the fact the diamond's the diamond. But what it does is ensure it's always at its best. It's always at its most sparkling and at its most engaging because that's when people are going to want to look at it, to engage with it, to keep it present. Exactly. That's why you go back to the relationship. You go back to your, your dreaded pitch deck and you reform, you re, you go back in full circle, but you go back and you look at your pitch deck, you make sure it still has your same values. You make sure that it's a little bit polished, like you said, a little bit more pristine than it was the day before. You go back to your investors, you 
connect with them. You see what they're doing. You go back to your customers. A lot of times that last part gets a little bit lost. See how they're doing with your product. See what else you can change to make their life better because that's why you built it in the first place. So making sure that these relationships flourish and being able to find them and grow them and continue to expand with them is important. And that's why we took a whole episode to uh, our listeners and our subscribers. It was to share that these relationships are not just going to be a one-time thing. If you keep them, you keep growing them, you keep nurturing them, they're going to last your entire life, hopefully, you know, your entire lifespan of the company, your next company, your next idea, you're going to have these people and these connections to grow upon. I love that. So true. You know, it's so important, and you already mentioned this, that when we look at that, when we look at the iteration, we look at all three elements, you know, every organization loves a Venn diagram, (laughs) but I always um, start with one that says in, in, you know, when we're thinking about our relationships, when we're thinking about checking in to make sure that everybody's got what they need and that we're all still aligned, it comes down for me to the three C's. You've got the company. So are we delivering against the company's purpose? And that's usually where your shareholders are, your board is, your results are. You've got your um, customers. So are we doing what they need? Because if not, we're, we're going to struggle to do what the company needs. And then are we doing what the colleagues need? Are, are we evolving for them? Are we making sure that we're giving them the right support, the right upskilling, the right tools? Because if we can keep those three in um, going the way that we want them to, if all three areas are getting what it is that they need, that's when we're going to really, really thrive and we're going to see those relationships last for life. And, and you're right, you know, we're done well. Those relationships do last for life. You know, I'm very fortunate in the fact that I've got some relationships that are very new that I've made in the last you know, last couple of months even. But I've got a lot of relationships that go back nearly 40 years. <laughs> you think that's because we put the effort in to keep in touch, to check in on each other. To, to your point earlier, checking in the person really is okay. I often joke with people that if I ever say I'm fine, I mean, I'm fed up, insecure, neurotic and emotional. I need a cup of tea and a cuddle. I'm certainly not fine. But we say it because we it's it's accepted, isn't it, for us to say, well, I'm fine. And then you don't have to ask me anything and I don't have to tell you anything. So we can just all move on in an awkward silence and pretend for the best. But that is not a great way when you're building your business, is it when you're building your investment relationships? Exactly. And it's the same thing with like when you walk by someone like, oh, how are you going? Good. How are you? If someone said like, no, I'm not doing well. Today is the worst day ever. I would stop and be like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) do they want to talk about it? What's going on? What happened? But that passing by needs to stop with the relationships that you want to continue to to see, to continue to have. It needs to be like, oh, how are you really doing and what can I help you with? Or is there anything that you need especially the the you need part, because if you're the founder, you need a lot from everybody, but everybody else needs something in return. They need that, that extra mentoring. They need that extra sit down for lunch. They need that growth just to rekindle and be able to follow the passion and the goal behind the company. But making sure that you know that every person has their own needs and you need to find out what they are and then keep growing because they change just like the person does. Keep learning about them keep figuring out what's going on they don't want that email anymore they don't want that constant reminder then turn that off and talk to them face to face and figure out what your company needs and your clients need and your your customers need 
I love that. And also acknowledge what you need because, you know, we always knew it would be lonely at the top, but nobody ever realised it wouldn't be quiet. Everybody vies for your attention when you're the owner. You know, they're all looking to you for support, for advice, for direction, for um, confidence, for, for recognition. But where do you go? Who's your confident? You know, we talk about the fact that we should put our own um, air mask on before we put it on somebody else. And I never understood that until I had my little girl. Um, and then suddenly realised if I didn't put mine on and I put hers on and then I didn't make it to put mine on, where would she be? Whereas at least if mine's on, I stand a fighting chance of helping her <laughs> to, to do the next piece. And that's true in business is to say, actually find your support mechanism so that you have everything you need to be able to be the support mechanism for your people, for your investors and for your company. So I think it's it's kind of looking at, both sides of that, isn't it, as, a, as the founder, as the owner. Yeah, and I would love to have a guest on Navigating the Waters that does help that CEO, that does help that that mindset and see, you know, if anyone would love to come on board or I have a couple in mind and we can do that from there. But, um, you know, knowing who you are and being able to build a fire, build a persistence, keep it growing, keep it blossoming in your own self will help everyone else around you because we are people we are humans and we react and respond to other humans and that's what's going to happen if you're if you're down they're down if you're up they're up so and keeping up is not the same as pretending to keep up because it is transparent it is obvious when you're pretending so being able to say hey it's been a long month i need a day i'm just going to go walk in the park i'm going to go to the movies i love the movies yeah. so that would be my happy place with like the movies where you can just like relax take a two-hour dive into another world into a book other people uh working out knowing what you need and i would love to have another episode on this is knowing what you need and, and figuring out what you need to help other people continue to to say share the same goal share the same uh connection with their customers with their clients with their product I love that. No, we should definitely, definitely do that. I know we could chat all day, but I'm very conscious of, of time for yours and our listeners. Um, but tell us how people can get in touch if they want to be here and share their story. Yeah, Navigating the Waters is up on any uh, podcast. It's on YouTube. My email is, uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, anywhere you look my email should be there I, I keep it very uh open very i get a lot of weird emails but i do keep it very open it's on my website river-vc.com we can connect through there um you know if you're listening subscribe and, and message me if you want to be a guest if you want to be uh have any questions i would love to answer them uh, i'm also very excited to announce that we are having our first uh cohort of um, startup companies go through Rivers courses to help them get ready for fundraising. We're going to help you with your pitch deck, with how to present. Uh, I'll do a little bit more on that later, but um, it's going to be very exciting. So if you want to be a company that River helps you grow and nourish, I would love to have your application submitted through us. Um, but for now, if you have any questions, please comment below. Please uh, let us know. Email us. We would love to get in touch. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much. Until next time, Stephanie. Thank you.